Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Our message today, a work in progress. Our text, Philippians 1, 4 through 6. Because of this, I am convinced that God who began a good work in us will carry it on into completion. If I were to ask you what the main job of the church is, what would you answer? To save souls, to preach the gospel, to reach the lost? As you know, I'm relatively new in pastoring, and often I have to ask that question. Roxbury Presbyterian Church, like many urban faith communities, is engaged in a number of projects of mission and social justice. We work with the Greater Boston Interfaith Organization. We do trauma work. We're involved in neighborhood walks for peace. We do a lot of fundraising. We try to support our housing developments. Sometimes I get so engaged in the projects. I lose sight of the real work. As the Church of Jesus Christ, we are empowered by God's love to do whatever on-the-ground work God has called us to do, in and through God's love. Now, this is what this text from the letter of Philippians is all about. Paul writes this letter of encouragement to the first church planted on the European continent. The church is in a brand-new environment with a lot of uncertainty, and Paul is writing from prison. God is clearly saying, I put you here. This is where I plan to use you. This is where... I want you to show my love. The message of the Bible is love, implicit, explicit, hidden, visible. It's the story of God's love and our ability to learn it and live it. And that's the work of the church. And it's the work of the church wherever it is. You know, in my community, we have churches on almost every corner. You can't throw a rock without hitting a church. But still, I wonder how well we do the job of showing God's love. It's not always easy. Urban ministry can be very challenging because you are in a needy community where there are a lot of poor people, struggling people. There is crime. There are many distractions. And those distractions sometimes can can make you not certain of your job. Should I be calling 911 or showing love? Well, I want to remind you this morning that we are all a part of God's work in progress. There is this one sentence in Paul's greeting to the church in Philippi that I want to focus on. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. In this greeting, Paul expresses a confidence in God's ability to complete the work God has begun. Now, the work we're doing, whatever it is, is not our work. It's God's work. So we need to focus on our part of God's work through the expression of of God's love. We call Philippians, as you know, the joy text, but the joy comes through the love. It is our love for Christ that helps motivate us to love each other and do the work. The more we know Christ, the more we grow in Christ, the more we grow in love. So there is a process underway. It's a God-led process. God who began a work in us 
will carry it on into completion. I am sure that it is somebody out there who can count the projects you start but you don't finish. I have many of those projects at home. There's a garden in my backyard. There's a, a jewelry thing that I started. But I have so much going on, sometimes I forget. But here's what I want you to know. God is going to complete what God starts. God never abandons that which he loves. That is the good news. That is the precious news, especially for those who consider ourselves servants of the Lord. A sovereign God, by his infinite power and perfect love, will one day bring us all into perfection. One day, he will right every wrong. He will present us faultless before the presence of his glory. That means no sin, no shame, no guilt, no doubt, no undone business, no, no leftover business. Any project, any work he has called us to do will be completed. It's not a matter of how or when, it's, it's a matter of why. It is God's work to build God's kingdom. What a hopeful, faithful, and comforting word. Doing God's work is building God's kingdom. The first lesson that Paul teaches us in this letter is to pray. That is the first and most important part of any work we do for God. As a matter of fact, that is the work we do for God. Prayer must be the root and wings of anything you do. In Paul's letter, he writes, I always pray in joy for your partnership in the gospel. Prayer is a grounding of this love of which Paul speaks in Philippians. And in all of his letters, actually, he realizes the work of the church is never done in a vacuum or in isolation. It is always approached in partnership with God, in partnership with each other. So the work I'm doing in my urban ministry is in partnership with what you're doing in the suburban ministry or what they're doing in China or what they're doing in Africa. Whatever we do, we are praying for each other, we are supporting each other, and we are doing a work that God will complete. I'm so glad you're with us today. Here's a special invitation. Join me at Vision New England's Go Conference at the Connecticut Convention Center in Hartford, May 20th and 21st. Here's some dynamic preachers. Be inspired and uplifted while together we learn more effective ways of taking the gospel to our friends, our neighbors, and co-workers in order to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. That's Vision New England's Go Conference, May 20th and 21st in Hartford, Connecticut. And here's a special deal. If, you, if you're a, a Love Rules listener, you can log on to goconf.org. That's G-O-C-O-N-F dot org. And then go down to the coupons part of the registration. And after you've registered, just type in Love Rules and you'll get a 15% discount. And you'll hear some messages that just may change your life. So join us. You know, it's very easy to become disheartened on this Christian walk. It's natural to want to abandon some of the challenging projects and ministries. Just give up. There are always doubts and fears. Are we on the right track? Did we make the right decision? Are we showing God's love as best we can? There are some people who are very confident about their actions as Christians, but many are not. I'm always second-guessing myself, and I seem to stumble more than I would like to admit. But in this letter, Paul prays that the church will grow in love, and that love will abound in knowledge and insight to the glory and praise of God. That love will cover up all the mistakes. Love <laughs> covers up sin. 
Everything we do as the body of Christ should glorify God. God is love, and God loves his glory above everything else. Now, that doesn't mean God is selfish or doesn't think about everything else. That means that God is God. He's sovereign. The way he rules the world, the way he loves the world must bring him the glory. What is God's glory? It's the beauty of God's spirit, not a physical or material thing, but the beauty of God's character and internal beauty that is radiated out through Christ. Humankind was created for God's glory. That is the work. Now, we get so caught up in us sometimes, we forget that ultimately any church, any, any life, this universe is not about us. It's all about God. And God's intent is getting God's glory. Isaiah 48, 11, my glory I will not give to another. So let's dig just a little deeper into this Isaiah text because it goes further to explain something we may not realize about God's nature. We get confused about God's patience, his long-suffering, his mercy on us. Like Israel, we sometimes think God's love and God's salvation is because of who we are, that we have somehow risen to the level of deserving it. But listen to the rest of Isaiah's text, chapter 48, beginning at verse 9. For my name's sake, I defer my anger. For the sake of my praise, I restrain it for you that I may not cut you off. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do it. For how should my name be profaned? There was nothing in Israel's actions, attitudes, or accomplishments that compelled God to save them. He does what he does to show who he is. God does what he does because of who he is. That doesn't diminish his compassion, his mercy, or his grace one bit. It doesn't compromise his love. It confirms that we are part of something bigger. It confirms there is a process underway that we are blessed to be a part. True love defines righteous thinking and living. God works on our hearts. We work on our actions. We stand against sin because God stands against sin. We take sin seriously because God takes sin seriously. That is the way to express God's love and give God his glory. More is required of us than simply showing up. I always tell the congregation at RPC that the biggest thing I had to fight when I became a preacher was cursing. You know, in television news, cursing is a requirement. You've got to learn to curse if you're going to be a news reporter, at least off air. But cursing has no place in God's kingdom. And it's kind of funny when I talk about it. And it may not be the worst sin in the world, but you know what? It's real and it's sin. And if I don't take it seriously, how can I grow? If I think it's okay and excusable to drop a curse word every once in a while, then I'm missing the point when I read the word that says the tongue holds the power of life and death. My point here, my brothers and sisters, is that it all matters. We are a work in progress, but everything we do matters. Now, we know it's not going to happen overnight, the changes that we have to go through, the growth that we need in our maturity. And it can be frustrating sometimes because we think, well, I'll never get there. Just like the projects can be frustrating when there's so many of them and they're, they're not going to come to completion and I'm not going to be successful in this one and maybe I can't be successful in that one. There is a quote that was part of a eulogy given at the funeral of liberation theologist Oscar Romero who fought for justice in El Salvador. And it's a beautiful quote, and I want you to remember it. 
It helps now and then to step back and take the long view. The kingdom is not only beyond our efforts, it is even beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a tiny fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete, which is another way of saying that the kingdom always lies beyond us. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and do the rest. It's a beautiful quote, and I'm going to try to memorize it, and I hope that some of it will remain in your heart. God's work in us is a work in progress, and he will see it to fruition. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you love